Welcome to Missionary Talks, where we talk with missionaries and learn about their lives and work. In this episode of Missionary Chats, I'm talking with Katie Folden. I had interviewed her for Missionary Talks episode number 63 in February of 2009. So it's been a couple of years since we've talked, Katie. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about where you're at specifically in relationship to everything that's going on in Japan right now? And let me say before we get too far into this that we are having this phone call t- Two weeks, almost two weeks to the day of uh, when the earthquake and tsunami took place over there in Japan. So tell us a little bit about um, where you're at in Japan and what what uh, your relationship is physically from where everything has taken place and how that may have affected you at this point. All right. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having me back, David. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I am about... Um, three hours, three to four hours from where the tsunami um, hit the hardest. And uh, I'm about 150 miles from the nuclear plant. That's still a, a big concern right now in Japan. So um, a little, you know, not not really that far away. Uh, there was, you know, during the quake, there was a lot of shaking going on over here. It was still readily felt. And there's still effects that we're experiencing even even this far away. Are you continuing to have um, aftershocks and such? Yes, actually, more than aftershocks. We have earthquakes every day still. It's a daily occurrence. I I quit telling people when I'm in an earthquake because I would sound like a broken record. Um, It just happens every day, several times a day sometimes. And, uh, you know, some of them are pretty pretty decent size. The house starts shaking and you duck for cover and then stops and you go on with life. But... Uh, what makes these un- so unique, a lot of people are saying, is they just last so long, sometimes, you know, a couple of minutes, where wow. before they would last maybe 10, 15 seconds, maybe. So. Tell tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Japan at the moment. You're you're in language school. The last time we talked, you were getting ready to go to Japan. Uh, so you're still in language school. What is that doing, uh, you know, with all the turmoil going on? Are are you still in classes well, um, we're actually on spring break right now. We were in classes uh, even right after the earthquake. Um, those weren't canceled for our area. Um, so that hasn't affected my schooling so much. But I'm <laughs> the stress level for everybody here has been so high. We were all very glad to have spring break uh, following the earthquake very, very soon. So we can kind of just kind of get a different perspective of what we need to be doing and how we need to be spending our time and helping others and kind of just cope with some of the different things that are happening around us here that are just um, not not normal life anymore. Can you give us a brief update of what's gone on the last two weeks? Uh, there was the earthquake and then the tsunami. Uh, what has been kind of the timeline uh, from from your perspective, as far as I understand, y'all are taking in refugees now that you're two or three hours away from all of that. There's refugees coming from the area most hardest hit. What's kind of been the timeline for, for that? Well, right after, I think, first of all, after the earthquake and tsunami hit, nobody really knew what to do. For several days, there was just mass confusion, mass chaos. Um, that was the first thing that happened. And all of the Christians and everybody wanted to do something. Um, but there really wasn't anything we could do at first. They weren't letting people in. I say nothing we can do physically, that is. Of course, many of us were on our knees right away, and I think um, that was the first thing that happened. And uh, a lot of the the help that's going on now, I think, is because uh, 
the people were praying, Lord, show us what to do. And the Lord's finally uh, opening us, opening um, opportunities for us to help people. So right after the earthquake, just mass chaos, and then groups started getting together and saying, what can we do? And, and praying and saying, um, what, what would the Lord have us to do? And I know our, our own church did that. And about maybe almost a week after the earthquake, groups started forming and they were able to get into the most troubled areas. It was very difficult because, of course, the roads were, a lot of them were bad and they couldn't be driven on. There was also snow um, that was people ke- keeping people from getting into the most needy areas. So um, about a week afterwards, help was able to get in. Uh, my neighbors are actually up in where the tsunami hit right now, and they set up a um, kind of a help base where they can distribute food and such to people who are living in their cars and their, their homes without electricity, without water, but someplace for people to come and get help. So uh, right now, just we're just establishing the um, just emergency relief uh, bases that we need in those those areas. So really, it's still in the beginning, in the beginning stages. Um, the the search and rescue are, is almost over, um, and people are starting to think about cleanup right now. So it's still in the beginning stages. It's you know the world's gone on to other other matters in the world, but it's still still just the beginning here. Uh, you mentioned prayer. What are some specific things that we can uh, pray for? Obviously, safety uh, for right. the the rescue workers and such. Uh, but then, specifically, what are some of the things that the missionaries there are talking about that that we can join with y'all in prayer about? One of the biggest issues on people's mind right now still is the radiation concern. Um, of course, it might have gotten head- into headlines in America now, but the, they found radiation in the water in Tokyo, uh, not large amounts that they are reporting at least, but that is still a a major concern for a lot of people and a lot of relief efforts are being um, just postponed or not being done right now because of fear of the radiation. It's it's not under control still. There is a fire there and um, so a a lot of people are kind of holding back to see what happens with that before they go in and help anymore. So um, that's one of the biggest things right now. Just pray that the Lord will have mercy and and the plant will be um, the whole situation, the radiation situation will be cleared up soon and be under under control. That's that's one of the the big things on people's minds right now. Um, also, uh, my my sincere prayer sincere prayer request uh, for Japan is that the people not be bitter about what's happening because. Um, so many have have lost everything that they won't be bitter, but rather broken, that they will be broken so that Christ can mend them. And uh, that is my prayers. Um, when when people are broken, then they're able, then Christ is able to reach their hearts. So also that the Japanese will seek God. It was interesting. I was talking to a Japanese girl today and she was saying that um, everywhere the Japanese are hearing um, pray for Japan. They hear it in English and they hear it in Japanese and prayer Prayer and pray, those words are not really used very much in their day-to-day vocabulary. If they say it, it's the thought that they have is it's a prayer is almost like a wish. They don't know who they're praying to when they pray. So to them, a prayer is something more than a wish. So when they hear this word prayer or pray, pray for Japan, they're hearing that constantly. They're starting to ask, what is what does it really mean to pray? Yeah. 
And so they are actually researching online, what is prayer? And, you know, everybody says to pray for Japan, what do I need to be doing to, to pray? And so she said that when she went on YouTube and looked at what people were looking at, there was um, a lot more videos being watched about prayer and worship and, and worship songs. Um, and she thought it was very fascinating that the non-Christian Japanese are starting to ask, what is prayer? And uh, they feel like it's something that they need to do right now. So pray that that when they pray that they will um, that they will find out who who need, who they need to pray to because they're wanting to pray right now I was struck by some pictures that I saw this morning looking looking through pictures as to how many of the pictures showed people uh, in a what I would call an attitude of prayer and actually saying in the caption on the picture praying for uh, this loved one that died and such. Um, it's interesting to, to think that, you know, many, many of the Japanese don't even know who they're praying to, uh, according to, to what you're saying there. So that, that's interesting. What are some of the things that we can do as people back home physically? Obviously we can pray, um, but what can we do physically right now? Is there, is there anything, anything that, that can be done? Yes, there there can be, and there's uh, a lot of good organizations right now that are out there working very hard. And um, I I know that some have received very large donations. Others, um, I think, they're still looking for a means to help people. So um, there's there's some uh, some suggestions that I have for you as to maybe some means that you can go through. I I, don't, I haven't researched all of them to know how all they're working, but I know. One team that I'm a part of is it's called Crash. It's made up of missionaries and Christians um, who are going to help the needy areas um, in Japan. They have this in, in many different countries, but Crash is doing a good job with getting uh, aid to where it needs to be. They received a, a pretty large sum at first, so it was able to mobilize them uh, right away. I don't know if they have enough uh, funds to continue, but they were they were very pleased to see that the response for people right away was excellent. Uh, something else that I'm uh, working with is uh, there's a fund that my, my church set up to help at least four or five churches that we know of in the affected areas. Some of the churches were just completely washed away in the tsunami. Um, one of the churches, actually, they have 50 of their members missing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, just pretty much everyone is out of work. Uh, they have They said they have enough money for this month but uh, of course next month they won't have any because all of their jobs have been washed away so uh, we are working to help those churches right now uh, get back on their feet and uh, they're sending us a list of all of their needs right now so we're um, trying to get funds over to them and if you want to give through that um, I have the information would you like to get that information now David or later um, if you will uh, send me that information, then I will put it on the Missionary Talks website so listeners can go to missionarytalks.com and I'll have links to all of that information and specifically phone numbers and everything that I can get uh, to put on there so that people can uh, go to missionarytalks.com and be able to go right to, to these uh, different organizations and funds that you're talking about. Okay, super. Um, other than that, um, the, out of the same fund that we are aiding to aiding the churches up north with, uh, we are also 
creating care packages for the refugees that are coming into our area. Uh, we were just notified recently um, by one of our friends who is um, a realtor that they are calling all the uh, realtors in our area and asking for all of the apartments and empty housing that they can possibly get to put refugees in for um, sort of a, a long-term basis, uh, it looks like. It's going to take so long to rebuild the northern part of Japan. So these people, uh, we actually have um, access to where they will be going into. So uh, because of that, we want to be able to take them care packages and information about our church and uh, things like that. So this was actually um, a, a part of our church's uh, main goals right now concerning the refugees is uh, getting packages to the people that will be coming in. So this is also, uh, these funds will also be coming out of the Central Missionary Clearinghouse um, fund that we set up, especially for the refugees. Um, also, I have refugees coming into my own area, actually my neighbors. I live on a missionary compound that has about 20 empty houses right now that they're opening up for, for refugees. Um, we only have one family in right now, but we I've just helped uh, finish preparing the cabins to have other refugees come in. So there's two organizations that are sending in refugees to us um, soon, hopefully. And uh, so I'll be able to personally help these people as well by taking them to the grocery store or um, helping them around the area or just really with whatever they need. So um, I'll be able to help them along with a couple of other missionaries here on the compound. Um, also, uh, another project that I have um, going on right now that I'm, I'm just starting is, well, in the beginning, I was asking God, what can I do? to help the refugees? What can I do to help Japan? What do I need to do to make a difference in Japan? And the Lord put on my heart that he wanted me to uh, write and illustrate a story. Uh, somebody out there has a, a story that can honor and glorify God. Um, mm -hmm. Somebody from the tsunami, I feel like that God wants um, to be glorified through this story. So um, I'm praying that the Lord will send me this person and I'll be able to um, write and illustrate in manga form, which manga is kind of like their comic books everybody reads here, but put this significant story in track form and published it soon so that it could be distributed to the refugees and, you know, anybody else, which is pretty much all of Japan, anybody that was affected by the tsunami and earthquake. So right now, um, I don't know who that's going to be. I don't know where that story is going to come from, but I... I believe that God's going to send me somebody that needs has a story that needs to be told. And uh, actually, when I told my mom about this, um, she she couldn't believe it because the same time that God had put on my heart to write and illustrate this story, He'd also put on her heart um, to pray that God would send me somebody with a story that I could write and illustrate <laughs> their story and, and publish it. So. The exact same thing uh, God put on my heart and my mother's heart to pray for at the same time, and we're in two different countries. Amen. It, it may be hard to know, but right now we're two weeks after the earthquake and the tsunami. What do you perceive two weeks from now or two months from now that will be specific needs? Uh, we obviously don't know what's going to happen with the nuclear reactor. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with the water situation because of radiation in the water. Uh, but 
right now, what do you think two weeks from now we can continue to pray about and help with, uh, and then maybe two months down the road? Hmm. Well, I see uh, two weeks from now, two months from now, um, a lot of people are going to be um, out of money because they're not going to have a job. Uh, that's just thousands upon thousands um, that that will have no money and uh, will have no means to make any for a long time. Um, so there are churches that are, are reaching out to a lot of those people up there. Um, so I think for America, what you can do, if you will uh, get in touch with um, get in touch with the churches that are trying to help um, the people in that area and, and the other churches in the area because they know what's going on. Um, they know that there are specific people and the specific needs. It's not just an organization uh, handing out something to get by, but um, there are churches that, that care about specific lives up there. So my recommendation is get in ch- touch with churches who are caring for spe- specific souls. That That's part of the part of the the help that you can give. I think the main thing is is to keep praying for Japan. Uh, Once it's off the headlines, uh, once it's out of the news, people tend to forget. Um, But if you could set a reminder, whether it be a a sticky note on the mirror or for me, I, I um, look at the clock and I, I see uh, like for me, when I want to pray for the nuclear reactor, if I see a seven uh, right now, I'm seeing a seven on the end of the clock and it says nine 57. That's when I start praying um, for God's protection. It's just a, a physical reminder, something that I can put b- before my eyes that every time I see that or every time I hear that, then it can start um, to remind again, oh, this is what I need to be praying for. So I think that um, that God will really honor that. He He loves it when, when we remember to pray to Him. And uh, the Bible says anyways that we're uh, to pray all the time. <laughs> and uh, so I my my biggest concern is that um, is that people just keep praying for Japan, and I'm so excited to see what God is going to be doing with all of this prayer. I I just cannot wait to see all the results of all this prayer. So, one last question, and uh, then I'll I'll let you go. I appreciate you taking the the time to to speak with us here. But how are you doing? personally, uh, physically, emotionally, and what can we do for, for you as a missionary there on, on the field? Wow. Well, um, I have to say that this has been um, definitely one of the hardest times I've ever had in my life. Um, just, um, it's a very emotional thing, just, you know, knowing the people that I came to to reach, the people that I came to witness to, are just, you know, they've just died by the thousands, so many of them. And um, it has been very hard for me to see the footage and to know that it's not someplace, remote place across the world that, you know, I barely even heard of. It's, it's three hours from here. You know, they're my neighbors. You know, they're so close to me. It's just, it's been very, very difficult, honestly. And um, I, it's, it's just been very stressful, too. Um, I think the combination of, of seeing all the devastation and and the constant earthquakes that are still coming, it's just a very high level of stress for all the missionaries here, and I and for me as well. It's just been a very stressful time, and I actually was feeling very guilty because I thought, you know, I haven't lost I haven't lost a house, I haven't lost a loved one, and yet I'm feeling stressed, and I kind of felt guilty about that. But then um, there was a counselor here that was saying, um, just watching 
everyone else around you go through that, it actually can cause the, some of the same symptoms as the uh, post, post-traumatic stress syndrome. And um, so, yeah, I've been experiencing some of the same symptoms as the people with uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome or disorder, really going through the exact same thing. And, and part of that is just not being able to think. And so I apologize if this interview is uh, a little, a little, <laughs> I can't even find the, my own words, but um, yeah, it's, it's been hard to think. It's been hard to remember things. It's been hard to kind of analyze everything that's going on just because there's, there's so much stress and there's so much going on that you, you really don't know um, kind of the direction to go sometimes. So a lot of prayer is going into that right now. So yeah, it's been a very difficult time for me. Um, but if you just keep praying for me, keep praying that the Lord will just be able to help me to focus on what I need to focus on. Um, help me to know uh, where to put my efforts, where to put my, my time. And uh, there's, you know, a lot of opportunities coming up, but I, I really want to do just what God wants me to do. Well, thank you, Katie. I appreciate uh, appreciate you sharing with us all of that. I will get uh, all the information for the different organizations that she mentioned and put them on the Missionary Talks website, uh, missionarytalks.com, and you can go there and get that information. If you have any questions for Katie, send send me a question, david at missionarytalks.com, and I'll pass that along to Katie, and um, and then you know maybe she'll know another missionary that could be a specific help uh, to getting information to someone or uh, that has a need that you can you can fulfill. Uh, so if you have any questions, send it to David at missionarytalks.com, and then I'll pass that on to Katie, and she can pass it on to whoever uh, needs it there. Katie, as we close here, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, yes. Uh, what I'm asking people to pray for me and for the other missionaries here uh, specifically is pray pray for us the verse Colossians 1 and verses 9 through 12. And that just talks about it's a prayer that we might walk worthy of, of the Lord and unto all pleasing and being fruitful in every good work. I think that's that's the key. We could do a lot of good works right now, but unless we're doing it, doing it through God's strength and power and for his glory, it's not going to be fruitful. So that verse talks about being fruitful in every good work and that we're increasing in the knowledge of God and strengthened with all might and all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. So I think those verses are just um, perfect for this time. So if you could pray for, for me and the other missionaries here, Colossians 1, 9 through 12, that, that uh, will be fruitful and, and pleasing to God. I, That would just really mean a lot to me. Thank you. You've been listening to Missionary Talks with David Peach. Please visit us at missionarytalks.com.